This is volume two of St. Longinus's Baptism Introduction. When I left off on the first volume, I left off on the eighth principle of the podcast. I'm going to work through the rest. And Lord willing, this there will only come to two volumes and not three, but we'll see. The ninth principle of my principles for the podcast are I can be cynical. Um, I'm trying not to be, I'm trying to lose, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be less cynical. Um, and I'm trying to be more charitable toward people. Now, however, I will say this I'm sure you've heard the expression. Never attribute malice what could be attributed to stupidity. I violently disagree with that. Now, I do realize that it's not a hard and fast rule. But remember now, I'm giving general principles. So I'm not saying this is a hard and fast rule. I'm saying that this, this particular saying, in, in generally speaking, not all speaking, but generally speaking, is naive at best and willful at worst, willful ignorance at worst. And I'm, I'm saying this, now I realize this is going to sound cynical, and because this podcast, like I said, I'm going to try to keep the personal references to a minimum. Um, personally, I hate it. Or uh, I don't hate it. I just, I'm turned off when a podcaster, it all becomes about them and, you know, they sit and, you know, I mean, personal anecdotes are necessary sometimes, but the purpose of this channel is not to talk about my life story. Um, quite frankly, I don't think many people be interested in it to begin with. What I would having said that, what I will say is, is that um, in my experience with dealing with people in my life, it has left me a little jaded and cynical. And I know that being a Christian, you really shouldn't have that attitude. And believe me, I'm praying and I'm, I'm trying to, to get uh, ask God to help me be more charitable and less less cynical. However, um, when it comes to people in general, and, and when I say people in general, like I said, it's it's not everybody, but in general, and or, and especially when it comes to the internet, especially when it comes to the internet. Because people 
will will purposely go on the channels that they purposely disagree with and and leave snarky comments and and they'll they'll try to pick a fight basically they'll try to pick a fight you know not not because and in some experiences I've had online they don't necessarily even care one way or the other about the topic of the podcast they just, you know, they want to get people riled up. They want to get per- people, you know, fighting. And um, they'll do this. I mean, I've experienced it recently. But uh, especially on the internet, and what I would also say is, especially in any government or corporation, Especially in the past, I would say six or seven years, you know, and what's kind of diabolical, depending, like I said, this isn't about politics. This is just a general observation. What's particularly diabolical about the way some organizations or government agencies or any any large corporate corporate organism they'll sometimes slip you some truth and you know some people will think aha i've got them they've admitted it um in my opinion if they slip you the truth there's something lurking behind it there's either an agenda or something going on there and they gave you that truth to to mislead or distract you from what they're really doing. Um, Glenn Beck, when he had his show on Fox back in the 2000s, um, kind of talked about this. Um, I disagree. Um, I, I don't think he's an honest actor. I think he's a grifter. But... Sometimes people will tell the truth. And like I said, you know, it's best if you hear something that you think is the truth from an organization, you know, any any large corporate entity. If you hear a nugget of truth, um, your radar should be up. You should be looking for, you know, you should you should you should be trying to okay, why are they saying this? Because it'll seem you know, depending depending on what their goals are. It'll seem like it was a slip-up, it was a mistake, or whatever. But in my opinion, generally there's something behind it. And sometimes you may not be able to see what it is. I'm just saying, when it comes to these things, be skeptical. Be skeptical, you know. There, um, cynicism is kind of pessimism. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I am kind of a pessimistic person. But cynicism um, and skepticism, there's a fine line. There is a fine line. And sometimes people will mistake skepticism for cynicism. Anyway, my next, my next principle... If you hear something on this channel that makes you mad, 
that offends you, that you think it's personally directed at you before you try to get me taken off the internet or before you leave a snarky comment, if there's a comment box, I would ask you in all charity to do one thing. That one thing is just think, why is this upsetting me? Why is this bothering me? You know, if what I said, and I'm going to repeat this again, I'm speaking, it's just general observations and general thoughts. These are not personal. This is not me trying to puff myself up. These are just my thoughts and my observations. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a point. I'm just saying what I think. If you think it's about you, though, before you do anything stupid, I would, like I said, in all charity, ask you, why is this bothering me? Why is this upsetting me? And while we're on that subject, I just want to remind the listeners, you know, and by the way, to go back to volume one, when I said that, you know, I'm guilty of the majority of the stuff I talk about. And that's partially why I'm doing this. Because some of you, you know, some, I, I, I would, I would not want you guys to make some of the same mistakes I've made in my life. And if I, if I, if by telling you guys, if, you know, giving thoughts and observations, stuff that maybe you can use will help. Uh, that's all I'm here to do is to, to just try to get you guys to think a little deeper. Anyway, but I'm guilty. I am definitely guilty of making everything about me or I, at least at least I used to when I was younger. As, as I've grown older, I've, I've grown a, um, a little, you know, I've grown a little more analytical. Um, but I remember when, when I was younger that the older generations would tell me, this isn't about you. Not everything is about you. That's a pretty solid principle to live by. You know, not every podcaster, and you may be a regular subscriber to that podcaster. As a matter of fact, there was one podcaster that I listened to on YouTube who at least every other podcast would, you know, he did live chats. He did live streams. So he was seeing his comments in real time. And he would have to tell certain members of his audience, hey, guys, this isn't about you. This isn't about you. Get over yourself. You know? Um, the, uh, the other one is, I'm not going to sugarcoat what I think, but I'm going to try to be charitable and tactful in how I say it. Because that's another issue that I had, or actually... Kind of still do kind of have, but I, I am working on it. Is I used to be painfully blunt. I mean, painfully. And it was basically because I didn't care what the other person thought. I didn't care about their feelings. I didn't care about, you know, anything. 
you know, I would just say things bluntly and not caringly. And that's, that's not good. The, um, the, the other principle is this, 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 um, podcast, I know I've, I've said it a couple times already, but this is not about me. This is not about my own glory. This is not about clicks. This is not about subscribers. There's another podcaster I listen to and he'll fly out say, you know, if I have five followers, but I touch those five followers, I'm happy. And that's, that's, that's my attitude. And it was my attitude on, uh, on when I was on Twitter, you know, I basically posted what I thought and I basically didn't care if I had 300 followers or a million followers. It didn't matter to me because, um, one of the, one of the issues I have with some podcasters or some podcasts, I should say, is there's a, a level of, you know, and I'm sure those of you who consume podcasts on a, um, on a regular basis, may have noticed it yourself. There's a lot of narcissism that goes on in internet culture. A lot of narcissism. And some people, they get to a certain level and they become a e-celeb and then they totally sell out. They, te they totally sell out to the culture. They totally, you know, they do stuff, you know, you'll, you'll listen to them when they had like, 500 followers and then you'll listen to them when they have like a hundred thousand or half a mil and they're totally different people. Um, that part of internet culture does bother me. Um, and I'm going to try to avoid that. And, um, you know, I'll take honest criticism. So, if there is a comment section and you think, well, you know, you're kind of getting narcissistic, let me know. Um, I, I try to be brutally self-honest with myself. If you may, if you can give me a particular what I said and I can think back to it and think about the context and stuff. And if I think you have a point, I will apologize. And like I said, I'll try to correct it. But yes, there is a lot of narcissism in the, in, in the Internet culture. Um, I'm not in it for the money. I am not in it for the money. One of the, the, the cheapest freaking attacks on a podcaster that I've heard is, oh, you're, you're in it to, to shill. You're in it to shill. You're in it for the money. You know, I understand how that attitude gets fostered. But you got to use, you got to use what the Catholic, um, the true Catholic church calls your, um, your natural reason. Or as I like to put it in more blunt terms, your common sense. Not everybody who's on the internet is trying to get rich. Not everybody who, who's on the internet is trying to get famous. A lot of these people are working regular jobs and podcasting on the side. There are easier ways to get rich than this. 
you know, quite frankly, given what I went through to set up this podcast, or uh, I should say this app, um, you know, and granted, I'm not tech savvy and I'm not tech literate. So maybe it was my ignorance that made it so hard, but this, this actually took a little work to set up. And believe me, I work a regular job. I work 40 hours a week. I'm not, I'm not in it, you know, to get rich. I've got a job. Now, having said that, I will say this. If I get to a certain point and I, and I start getting messages from people asking me if they can donate because on this app, I don't think there's any way they can donate. Not on this app. Um, if I'm wrong, it'll be a pleasant surprise. When I set up this app, I, I picked this app on purpose. There was another app I was thinking about using, but in order to monetize your channel, you had to have a monthly subscription and they had a set amount. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, there are certain subscription services that will allow you to donate however you, however much you want. It's kind of like going to a bar. You know, when you go to a bar, you know, the bartender doesn't say, oh, well, you know, if you spend the night, you got to tip me 10 bucks. Or if you spend two hours in here, you got to tip me three bucks. That's not the way it works. In real life, if you like what a person's doing, you get to choose what you want to donate to them. And I'm going to say this, and, you know, I know you guys don't know me from Adam. I'm hoping with enough podcasts, you will at least get a sense of who I am and what I'm about. Um, but until that time, I'm going to say publicly that if I, if I do start taking donations, this is not so I can buy a crotch rocket. This isn't, uh, this isn't going to be so I can buy a Russian bride. This isn't going to be so that I can buy a McMansion. What I plan on doing with the money um, is basically using the money because right now I'm not making a whole lot of money. And there's a lot of studying I have to do. And there's a, you know, um, there, 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 there's some stuff that have to do with Catholicism that I'd like to get. That's what I'm going to use my money for. Or if, if I get donations, that's what I'm going to use the money for. Um, I'm not, I'm going to try not to, to me, that's not, I could see where some people would say, well, that's still personal use. That's personal use. In a way, I can see where they're coming from. But it's personal use in the sense that it's my personal property. So, yeah, it's personal use. But it's it's not useless consumer goods. It's actually, um, um, Lord willing, I'm hoping to use this to grow deeper in knowledge in, in what I believe in. Because the old, the old uh, cliche is true. Knowledge is power. 
you know, but the most important knowledge is knowledge of God and how to please him and serve him. The other principle of this channel is I want to add my voice to the set of a contest presence in my own limited way. Because let's be honest, you know, if I wanted to make a big splash, I'd be on YouTube. But I ain't going to lie to you guys. That was my first intent. And I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't post YouTube, uh, videos to YouTube. Couldn't do it. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do want to reach a wide audience, but not for my own glorification, but to reach as many people as possible. Because it's like anything else. And you learn this in life. Um, you, let's just say you own a store. And you have a hundred customers. Well, you might have maybe, maybe 50% will buy something out of your store. Maybe. And I'm talking not if you're, you know, Walmart or Sam's Club or any of that garbage. I'm, I'm talking, you know, you're a mom and pop. Maybe 50%. It's probably lower than that. It's the same principle when, when, you, when you're trying to reach people. You know, um, street preachers, street preachers. Um, to those of you who live in larger cities, I'm sure you've seen them. To those of you who've been to college or been on college campuses, um, okay, I've been, I've lived on three college campuses. Uh, the one college campus I, I did live at had a street preacher, but, my point is, is the street preacher will preach at a hundred people and say 75 to 80%, you know, especially on a college campus, will mock him and make fun of him. But there are between probably um, five to 10% that he may touch. And by the way, if you guys make cracks about me being a street preacher, I will ban you. No, I'm just kidding. But the principle's the same. The white, and you know, by the way, all your large, all your large corporations and um, corporate organisms, they work on the same principle. That's, that's why you can't go on the internet without getting spammed with ads. That's why if you turn on a YouTube video on how to do something, if it's a YouTube uh, celeb, they're going to give you about... An, Believe me, I'm talking from recent experience. They're going to give you about two minutes of information and about 10 minutes of, you know, oh, you're, you know, the hype. I call it hype. They're going to give you about, you know, two minutes of information, eight minutes of hype. I'm not going to give you hype, but I do want to reach as many people as possible. And like I said, it's probably going to be in a very limited way because this isn't YouTube. But, you know, like I said, I'd rather I'd rather touch five people and make a difference than have a hundred thousand and they're indifferent. Um, 
you uh another another aspect of internet culture is for the uh is for the um uh the edge lords and the crap posters to 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 go on your comments and leave snarky comments and insults and stuff or they'll do a response video and tell their followers, oh, this guy's an idiot. He's a moron. Don't listen to him. And here's why he's wrong. And, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've, I've been, I've been listening to podcasts since about 2017, I want to say. Um, and, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts in that time. I just want to let you guys know. And I've actually said this on an internet forum. Go ahead and insult me. You can go ahead and insult me. I've been insulted by better. And I've heard it all. You know, to those of you who think that I'm a moron and I'm an idiot and I have, you know, I don't deserve to be on the internet. First of all, whether or not I deserve to be on the internet is not your call. It's God's. And second of all, I don't care what you think. That's another of my personal principles. If it's, it, you know, if it's somebody I care about, yeah, then I care. If you're, if you're, if you're some rando internet dude, <laughs> I don't care, bro. Say what you want. You're not going to tell me anything I haven't heard. And believe me, given the quality of the type of people that inhabit the internet, I have been put down by better people, you know, much better people. So you're, you know, no matter how clever, no matter how intelligent you think you are, you, you, you're not, I've got a pretty thick skin. You're not, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, Okay, I'm going to, I had something else I wanted to add to that thought, but um, right now it's left my head. Uh, don't get old, guys. It's not good. Um, I talk from American perspective. Obviously, for those of you outside the United States, you can hear it in my accent. And um, I'm going to throw a little personal anecdote. In there, you know, just an amusing one. When I was stationed in Western Europe, I took leave in Spain one summer for two weeks. And I was, I was drunk and feeling my oats. And I saw this group of English people sitting around talking. And so I sat down <laughs> and being, you know, I don't know, I must have been 19 or 20. I, uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty good mimic, or at least I used to be when I was younger. And I put on a broad Australian accent. And I'm like, good day, mate. Yeah, I know that accent sucks. It's, uh, it's been a long time since I played that game. And um, I, you know, I told them I was from Australia. And they looked at me, you're full of crap, dude. Like, what do you mean I'm full of crap? You're full of crap. And I'm like, okay, okay, you got me. You know, because if, if I get got. I'll own up to it. I said, okay, you're right. I'm an American, you know. And, and by the way, um, 
European Europeans are going to know this. Well, at least the older ones are. Well, no, there's a general anti-American um, feeling in Europe. And it's, you know, I used to think back in the 80s that it was because we were stationed over in Europe. But, you know, having listened to podcasts from Europe in, you know, within the past five or six years um, and gone on message boards, that anti-Americanism hasn't gone away with the fall of the Soviet Union. Europeans as a whole have negative attitudes toward us. Now, I'm going to say that um, some of it is just them, they're either saying it out of jealousy or resentment, but some of it, it or I should say a lot of it is warranted. Uh, America in recent years has been throwing its weight around and it's causing a lot of resentment. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. You're going to find guys that um, I tend to wander. Anyway, so I'm at the bar. I'm talking to English people. I tried the Australian accent. They called me out and I said, I'm an, you're right, I'm an American. And they looked at me and they said, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was in shock. Because here I was, owning up to being an American, and they wouldn't believe me. And nothing I could say would change their mind. So I dug my wallet out of my pocket, and I showed them my military ID. You know, because some of you probably don't know what a military ID is. But it's, you know, it's got the U.S. seal, and it's got the seal of your branch of service. You know, and it's basically, you know, it's telling people, hey, I'm an American. And they, you know, they're like, wow, you are an American. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, you don't sound like the people on Dynasty. <laughs> That's one thing I love about the Brits. Winston Churchill was absolutely right when he said that America and England are the only two countries that are separated by the same language. It's funny, but they, you know, they, and, and, and to add insult to injury, they said, I didn't look American and that threw me for a loop. I don't look American. They said, no, you look German <laughs> anyway. Um, but I'm going to talk from an American perspective, uh, which means, um, when I do my thoughts and observations, it's going to be on American culture in general, unless I go out of my way to, 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 to point out that it's a different culture I'm talking about. Everything that I'm going to talk about is going to be from an American, about American culture from American perspective. And, um, quite frankly, I'm going to try to keep my comments about the Europeans to a minimum because it has been over 25 years since I've been to Europe. A lot has changed in those 25 years. Oh, like I said, though, the anti-American sentiment hasn't. But, you know, like I said, some of it's unwarranted, but a lot of it isn't because our government's been throwing its weight around for the past 25 years. And, you know... When the big dog starts, you know, starts chasing people off the porch, it's going to it's going to cause some resentment and angst.
So just bear in mind, guys, um, when I talk about these things, I'm talking about Americans in general. And if I have something to say about, you know, I, I can't really talk about Asian or African culture. I've met a few Africans. I've met a few Asians. But I, I haven't been to Asia and I haven't been to Africa. So I don't feel it would be right to make comments about their, their, um, their cultures when I know nothing about them. Now, I may uh, take the, as the Brits would say, take the piss out of some Europeans. Um, but it's, it's probably going to be very rare and far between. Um, because like I said, I, I don't feel it would be right. Okay, this section is the general, the general comment section. These are just, just some opening comments and, and, and thoughts, you know, um, while I was doing the notes for this, um, I just decided to put this down and I'm going to roll with it for the general comments. I've noticed a decline in courtesy and manners online in society as a whole, but especially since the, uh, the outbreak. And like I said, I've noticed the decline in courtesy and manners online in general over the past 10, 12 years, at least probably longer, but at least 10 or 12 years. But it seems like, and this is just an observation, that ever since this outbreak happened, people have gotten a hundred times worse. Now, you could say, well, John, you're kind of an antisocial guy anyway. How do you know you're not just being your usual antisocial self? Well, my reply would be because I'm actually trying to be pleasant and, and cheerful to people and... They're treating me like I insulted their mother. <laughs> so, um, I've also noticed, and this is more of an online phenomenon than it is a societal um, phenomenon, but I notice that when you're online and you got some guy, you know, who's being an edgelord or, you know, just just generally arrogant, overbearing, and rude. If you say, and I think I said this in volume one, but if you say something, you know, and you don't even really, <laughs> you really don't have to, to try to insult them or nothing. You could just try to be politely tell them, hey, dude, you know, get lost. You know, they'll get offended. I mean, sincerely offended. <laughs> They're being the jerk first, but if, if you say, hey, get lost, they'll get offended at you and tell you you're being a rude jerk. Now, in all fairness, I have run into people on message boards where I'm interacting with them. I'm interacting with them and I'm, 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 I'm you know, we're, we're, we got a good rapport going. 
but then I'll say something that offends them. And even though they'll have like, you know, five or six, you know, posts on the message board where I'm, you know, I'm doing nothing but being pleasant, they'll get offended. And they accuse you of stuff that you're not trying to do. I've been accused of being a Pharisee, arrogant, um, holier than thou, you know, when I was was genuinely trying to be a nice person. But people, like I said, um, there's there's this uh, there's this uh, attitude where people just are really easily offended. You know, I guess it was kind of unfair to just say that the uh, that, that that the people purposely trying to be rude are easily offended because even the people who aren't trying to be purposely rude will will get offended. You know, um, so there's there's that. Um, another observation I've noticed on the internet is people will often accuse you of what of what they're guilty of themselves. And I know what you're saying. Well, how do you know the context? If I'm if I'm on a, a, a thread with somebody and they post more than two comments, whether they know it or not, now granted, you do kind of have a point that I may not know the true context. Because I don't know them personally. And that, but that's, that's the, the risk you take when you go on the internet. And that's why I think from now on, I'm going to try to keep from posting on boards. Because the context gets lost. You can't see the facial expressions. You don't know this person personally. It's not like your buddy who every Friday you, you have a barbecue with. And you guys get to talking about the families or whatever, you know, whatever it is you talk about. It's not like that. You're talking to complete and utter strangers that you don't know. But um, what I was going to say is they get offended of stuff that they're guilty of, either knowingly or unknowingly. And I'm going, I'm going to go with this with this observation. And like I said, it's a generalization. I'm not saying this is a hard or fast rule. So don't, don't you keyboard warriors get all, uh, angry with me for what I'm saying, because this is, this is a generalization. A generalization means it's in general. It's not, you know, it's not a broad brush. Um, but when I'm on a message board with somebody, and, and, and they post more than a couple times. I've been on the internet since 2003. So I have a little experience. Uh, I know some of you have been on the internet since the internet started. Goody for you. I don't care. Um, I think 2003 is a good sample size. And in my experience, your mileage may vary. You're different from me. I hope. <laughs> I hope, I hope for your sake, you're different from me because believe me, guys, you do not want to be me. You don't want to be. But anyway, 
in my experience, two or three posts on, you know, whether you're on Twitter or a, uh, or a YouTube message board or any kind of social media, if you have the experience, you can tell when people are knowingly accusing you of stuff that they're actually guilty of. And it does take a little experience, you know, a little human interaction to figure this out. Because it, that's, you know, you learn to look for clues and stuff. And another uh, little aside, when I started consuming YouTube uh, podcasts, remember uh, back in those days I was following politics I, 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 I didn't subscribe to any religious channels at that time but there were prominent YouTube political um, podcasters who were talking about their political opponents going on to their message boards or their you know if they were if they were uh, live broadcasting they would go on the live chat and they would accuse that podcaster of stuff. And by the way, the, these political opponents were generally well-known YouTubers themselves. So everybody, you know, when they mentioned the channel name, everybody knew who they were talking about, who was in the know, and everybody, you know, knew what they were talking about. So... This isn't just my observation. This observation has been made by other people. So please don't think I'm being a persnickety old man, you know, get off my lawn and all that. Other people have made this observation. And I think as a general rule, it is correct. Um, also, too, uh, I'm talking about the same a story I, I was telling earlier, you know, about the political YouTubers, these political opponents would go to directly to the, um, the owners of the, of the, uh, of the platforms and they, they would flag their, their content. And accuse accuse these 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 other YouTubers of of outrageous stuff, and the irony is the stuff that they were accusing the, their opponents of, they'd actually been caught on video or on audio doing themselves. But you know, to them it was political, and the ends justifies the means. Which, by the way is one of the most disgusting philosophies to ever come out of philosophy. The ends justify the means. It's, it's diabolical. It's horrible. Now, societal problems are spiritual problems, not political problems. And I'm going to give you an example. I said this very same thing to my buddy, who's, who's an atheist. And I used this example. He, he considers, like I said, he considers himself to be a conservative. I said, I told him, I said, um, 
you can elect, I think Congress, there's 435 representatives and 100 senators, so 500 and 534. You could elect 534 of the most conservative, red-blooded Americans you wanted to, to Congress. You could elect the most based, red-pilled conservative that you, that you could think of. And you would still have the same, it would, things would get better if you're a conservative. Things would get better for the short term, but in the long term, it would revert back. And that's because if you don't have spiritual principles guiding your life, if you're, if your only principle is what's in it for me, you know, your society's going to go down the toilet eventually. And that's why it's so important to to um to to have an uh as a foundation for your society a belief in God and a belief in in the correct religion because no that it, that that subject's a little I'll probably get into it in another uh in another broadcast but just. We'll leave it at this. Um, the, these these problems we're going through right now. I, I stand by what I told my friend. And by the way, this was recently. This wasn't like 10 years ago. Because I myself, once again, I'm going to admit, you know, when I wasn't trying, when I wasn't trying to establish a relationship with God, I was under the delusion that if we elected the right people, if we reformed our governmental system, that things would get better. And it wasn't until I started researching true Catholicism that I realized that no, that's not the case. You know, if people, if people are ethically, ethically and, um, character uh character and have character defects because they don't have any higher principles than themselves nothing no political system i don't care what political you could have a monarchy wouldn't matter your you know i know we get some people out there on the interwebs saying oh we need a monarchy <laughs> okay who, how, are, how are you going to, if you want a monarchy, how are you going to tell a population that basically believes in democracy, you know, um, how are you going to, how are you going to get them to submit themselves to a king? And furthermore, even if you could manage that particular issue, how are you going to keep the, the, the society from going corrupt? Because anyone who studied history knows that even kings, you might have one good king, his son might be a, a mediocre, and then his grandson is going to be a total despot. You know, there are very, very few kings or monarchies, to be quite honest. There are very few monarchies that have lasted a long time with the original 
you know, the original founding di dynasty, as the Brits would say. I'm going to say dynasty. We're American here. We're American. We'll say dynasty. Uh, anyway, there are very few kingdoms that I'm aware of that have lasted longer than, you know, two or three hundred years before the, the, the dynasty either dies out or becomes corrupt and somebody else takes over. Anyway, my point is, in a long-winded sort of way, societal problems are spiritual. Now, that leads me to kind of a sub-point. If, if people are not willing to submit to God's leadership and will not... They will not submit to anything. If you, if you will not give your allegiance and your, and your, um, and your, um, support to, um, God. Who is, you know, I, I realize there's probably going to be some atheists and agnostics out there. Um, this doesn't refer to you. This refers to the people who, who consider themselves quote-unquote Christian. If, if you're not willing to submit yourself to God and His principles and, and be willing to make the sacrifices necessary to follow Him, um... You know, you're not going to submit to anything. Are you going to submit to a human being? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're not, you know, you, who are you? And, you know, and that's basically, you know, modern society's attitude. Who are you? You know, and as, as a sub sub point, Jesus said in one of the gospels, put not your faith in princes. In other words, don't put your faith in human beings. Don't put your faith in your parents. I mean, I understand they're your parents, but what he's saying here is, is don't put your faith, your total and complete faith, which should be in God because God is your creator. And just as he gave you life, he could take it away. And everything you own and everything you have, he gave to you. He could take that all away. Now, I'm not saying God would do this, but he can because he's God. And, you know, if you're, if you're put, I, 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 uh, I said, I know I said I was going to try to keep the, the personal anecdotes to a minimum. But this, this is too perfect an example for me to use. When I was on Twitter during the 2020 debacle, I told people, you know, everybody was getting all worked up. And by the way, this is before I decided that political solutions aren't going to work. Spiritual ones need to be done. But... Even, even in my half-heathen state, I told people, I said, why are you putting all your faith and hope and trust in politicians who, 
who at best are unwilling tools of the system and at worst are some of the worst cynics, grifters to ever occupy high office. Why would you do that? You're better off, you're better off, you know, disengaging with this system. And once again, like I said, this isn't about politics. It's not about politics. It's about, you know, it's about God. And, but I'm using that as an example. Because um, that, when I, when I put the post, put not your trust in princes, it, it, it didn't get a whole lot of play. Now, I'm sure some of it was ignorance. And, you know, that's fine. Um, but I, I'm sure to a lot of people that that sounded like so much nonsense. It sounds just like so much nonsense. What do you do? Dude, get real. Get real. This is the real world, dude. Get real. Anyway. The next principle is, and uh, we're probably going to have to do a part three, guys. I'm very sorry, but them's the breaks. Before we can fix society, we need to fix ourselves. Um, there are a lot of people on the internet who call themselves neo-reactionaries. And these people are every bit as judgmental as the most judgmental set of a contest you'll ever meet. You know, they'll call people degenerate and all sorts of names. You know, and you can tell they haven't done any kind of like deep examination of their own behavior. But they think, you know, oh, if we if we had a fascist, uh, a fascist system of government, you know, we could fix this. Or if we had a monarchy before you can fix society, you got to fix yourself. Once again, going back to the previous principle, if you won't submit to God, you're not going to submit to anybody. So. You're going to ask a bunch of people because here's another thing too. These guys that, that advocate this position, and I've stated this as well. A lot of these guys, because I've listened to their podcasts, I've listened to them talk. And not just one podcast or not 10 minutes of a pod. I've listened to two, three you know, a few before I had to turn it off and utter disgust, but I listened to, you know, more than a couple and we're talking, you know, we're not talking a 10 minute podcast. We're talking at least an hour. And that's another thing too. I, I, these, these idiots that go on YouTube and post a 10 second clip. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. You're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. I like big books and I like, and when I say big, I'm talking, I, I can do a 500, I've done 500 pages. I've done more than 500 pages. I love big books. And I also like long podcasts. Now, I'm not, I know there are some guys that do like a 10-hour marathon. No, I'm not talking about that. But a podcast between an hour and two and a half? Yeah, I like that. But anyway, you could just tell by consuming their content. They don't actually expect to be the poor proletarian sweet sweeper. They expect to be part of the ruling circle running things. 
you know, and you could just tell by the way they, they talk that they actually don't, they never considered the fact of two things. One, that they may not be in their inner circle or two, if they are in the inner circle, they run afoul of whoever the, 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 the leader is and they may end up in a camp. But the bottom line is on this principle is, is, you know, don't tear down society because you think you can build a better one. If you, if you're unwilling to fix your own shortcomings, faults, and weaknesses, don't do it. Okay, guys. Um, looks like we're going into part three. I, I'm sorry that this introduction has turned into to such a is such a fest, but I promise you guys, when when I wrote out the outline, I um I I had practiced on this on this app a little bit, and um I I thought that I could I could do at least half of this. <laughs> In, in a single podcast. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I hope this is helpful and God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.